Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for the church body that we get to be a part of, Lord. Uh, we thank you for the, the family that you've called us to, Lord. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you'd be here among us, Lord, working in us, preparing our hearts, Lord, for your word, and preparing our hearts to glorify you in and through our thanksgiving. Lord, we pray for Jake and Christy, Lord, for baby Josie, Lord, that you just be strengthening them. Give the doctors wisdom and discernment of what's going on, Lord. Uh, we pray for all the... The college students there at FIU, God, may you continue to, Lord, have a light in such a dark place, God. And Lord, may you just continue to open doors throughout our city that you would have us to be able to pour into, God, that we'd see more and more people coming to know you. And Lord, may you be raising us up, Lord, be raising the men here and the women here, Lord, to truly be after your heart and after what would glorify you and honor you. And Lord, for those who are, Lord, lonely in this season of Thanksgiving, Lord, those that have gone through divorce or a spouse has passed away, a child has passed away, Lord, in the midst of chemo and cancer and all these difficulties and storms of life, uh, Lord, I pray that you'd strengthen our brothers and sisters, help us to be mindful of them, invite, us, invite them over, bring them over to our homes. And Lord, we do. We're just so grateful for you your goodness, your faithfulness, and that you never change. So we love you. We thank you, Jesus. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Luke 17, verse 11, says, Now it happened as he, this is Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men, who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, We're not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. I think this scripture really reveals to us what does it mean to give thanks? To simply just say thank you. All we know that this man did is he fell down at on his face at Jesus' feet giving him thanks. He said, Lord, thank you for healing me. Yet the eternal perspective is what? Only one returned to give God glory. And we know our lives, our whole reason for being is to give God glory, to have relationship with Him, to have friendship with Him. And a great question for us to ask ourselves is how are we glorifying God in our thanksgiving? Not in our actual thanksgiving meal, but in our giving of thanks. This is how we glorify the Lord. We can glorify Him. Yeah, we know in everything we should glorify Him. Do all in the name of the Lord. You should do the best turkey that you can in order to the praise and honor of the Lord. But we literally glorify God when we give Him thanks. Are we giving our Lord, our Savior, our Father thanks? There's a great book on prayer by a gentleman by the name of Ole Housby. And the name of the book is literally... Prayer, so it's pretty easy to spot out. He has this one section on thankfulness. And he says, notice our children. We need not to teach them to pray for the things they desire, but what untiring efforts does it not involve to train them to say thank you? It is easy for us to think that God is so great and so highly exalted that it does not make any difference to him whether we give thanks or not. It is therefore necessary for us to catch a vision of the heart of God 
His is the most tender and most sensitive heart of all. Nothing is so small or inconsequential that it does not register an impression on him, whether good or bad. Jesus tells us that he will not forget even a cup of cold water. Here we are also told by Jesus himself that to give thanks means to give glory to God. This explains why it is so blessed to give thanks. Even though our efforts to thank God in prayer are weak, nevertheless we find that when we succeed in truly thanking God, we feel good at heart. The reason is that we've been created to give God glory now and forevermore. And every time we do so, we feel that we are in harmony with his plans and with his purposes for our lives. Then we are truly in our element. That is why it is so blessed. If someone has rendered a great service to you or to a dear one in a difficult situation, then you feel the desire to meet that person Grip his or her hand, shake it fervently, and say from the bottom of your heart, thank you very much for what you've done for us. My friend, do the same to Jesus. May we do the same in this season. May we not just say thank you for family, thank you for friends, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, amen. But may we give our thanks and gratitude to our Lord and Savior. May we spiritually shake his hand fervently and say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your goodness in my life. All over scripture, we see this theme and attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving and giving of thanks in scripture. We can turn to Psalm 18. Psalm 18, the the psalmist gives us his heart and reason behind His giving of thanks. In Psalm 18, verse 46. He says, The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. It is God who avenges me and subdues the peoples under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks to you. O Lord, among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name. Great deliverances he gives to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. He's saved us from the most violent being ever, Satan. He's, he's freed us from the slavery to Satan. We should give him thanks in front of believers and unbelievers. I think we all go through that season where perhaps we're fearful to pray over our food before we eat at lunchtime or on a break because you're at school or you're at work or you're on the job. Do we have that heart that we're so grateful for what he's done? We don't care. We'll give thanks in front of everyone and anyone. It makes me think of Pastor Tony Falzion. Some of you know him. He's this five foot nothing, but yet he's a stocky Italian guy that you don't want to mess with. And you'll hear him yelling in the halls, hallelujah, praise you Jesus. And he'll say he'll see sometimes people around the supermarket and he'll scream from the other side of the supermarket. Hallelujah, praise you, Jesus. Good to see you. And some people from church, they'll just try to hide and they'll just try to go the other way because there's, there's not a gratitude for Jesus, but a fear. And Psalm 34, verse 1, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. You see this here in the Old Testament. And later on, we'll see it in the New Testament as well. In many of these epistles in the New Testament, we could jump now to the New Testament in Ephesians chapter 5. In many of these letters written to the different churches, you find Paul reminding them to give thanks. So if he would write a letter to the church in Miami, I'm sure he would say the same thing. Give thanks. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20... It says, giving thanks always 
for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Philippians 4, 6, a verse that we try to memorize when we go through difficulties, when in a fix, remember Philippians 4, 6. And Philippians 4, 6, it tells us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. It's interesting, I read a quote today on the idea of anxiety. And anxiety is truly rooted in one of two things. Either one, you are not in the will of God. Or number two, you don't trust God. Our our anxiety, our anxious thoughts, they are rooted in one of those two things. Because Romans 8.28 tells us that we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to His purpose. So if we're going through a season of anxiety, perhaps you struggle with anxiety. You are prone to anxious thoughts and thinking. Know that it is rooted in one of two things. Either you're in sin and you know you're not in God's will right now, or you're not trusting in the Lord and His nature and His goodness. Be anxious for nothing but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, with that heart of gratitude. Lord, thank you for your many blessings in my life. Colossians 3 verse 17 tells us, And whatever you do, In word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We'll turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We'll spend a little bit of time here, even though these verses are so short. These are easy verses to memorize, though. You got two words in one verse, three words in the next verse. The LHM kids, they were rattling off 5, 10, 11 verses at a time, putting all the adults to shame. But here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, it tells us, rejoice always. What does that word always in the Greek mean? Always. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Charles Spurgeon, he says, I am bound to mention among the curiosities of the church that I have known many deeply spiritual Christians who have been afraid to rejoice. Some take such a view of religion that it is to them a sacred duty to be gloomy. He tells us, turn this book over and see if there be any precept that the Lord has given you in which he said, groan in the Lord always, and again I say groan. You may groan if you like. You have Christian liberty for that. But at the same time, do believe that you have larger liberty to rejoice, for so it is put before you. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice Spurgeon says, when joy and prayer are married together, their firstborn child is gratitude. When joy and prayer are married together, their firstborn child is gratitude. Notice Paul, he doesn't say give thanks for everything. He says in everything give thanks, no matter what difficulty you're facing, no matter what season you're in, no matter who wins the Super Bowl or who wins the election. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This idea of giving thanks in everything, it reminded me of a a section in Corey Ten Boom's book, The Hiding Place. You have this young girl that was taken to a concentration camp during the Holocaust for no other reason than her and her Christian family were hiding Jews in their home. Her father would later on die in the concentration camp, her sister as well. But in this section in the book, it's called Barracks 28. She's moved to a different section, and she says, We lay back struggling against the nausea that swept over us from the reeking straw beds. And suddenly I sat up striking my head on the cross slats above because something had pinched my leg. 
Fleas, I cried. Betsy, that's her sister's name. This place is swarming with fleas. Here, and here's another one, I wailed. Betsy, how can we live in such a place? Show us, show us how. It was said so matter-of-factly, it took me a second to realize she was praying. More and more the distinction between prayer and the rest of life seemed to be vanishing for Betsy. Corey, she said excitedly, he's given us the answer before we asked, as he always does. In this morning in my Bible, where was it? Read that part again. I glanced down the long, dim aisle, making sure there were no guards in sight. And then I drew my Bible from its pouch. It was in 1 Thessalonians, I said. We were on our third complete reading of the New Testament since leaving the last camp. In the feeble light, I turned the pages. Here it is, comfort the frightened, help the weak, be patient with anyone. See that none of you pay evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and for all. It seemed written expressly to the camp we were in. Go on, said Betsy. That wasn't all. Oh yes, rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's it, Corey. That's his answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about these new barracks. I stared at her, then around me at the dark in the foul-aired room. Such as, I said, such as being assigned here together. I bit my lip. Oh yes, Lord Jesus. Such as what you're holding in your hands. I looked down at my Bible. Yes, thank you, dear Lord Jesus, that there was no inspection when we entered. Thank you for all these women here in this room who will meet you in these pages. Yes, said Betsy. Thank you, Lord, for being very crowded in here. Since we're packed so close, many more will hear the gospel. She looked at me expectantly. Corey, she prodded. Oh, all right. Thank you for the jammed, cramped, stuffed, packed, suffocating crowds. Thank you, Betsy went on serenely, for the fleas. And for the fleas? This was too much. Betsy, there's no way even God can make me grateful for a flea. Give thanks in all circumstances, she quoted. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are a part of this place where God has placed us. And so we stood between tiers of bunks and gave thanks for fleas. But this time I was sure Betsy was wrong. Back at the barracks, we formed yet another line. Would there never be an end to these columns and weights? They were moved to another room where there was more and more women, more and more women. At first, they were fearful that they would be caught in their Bible studies. And yet they were so packed, they started having a second Bible study. One evening, I got back to the barracks late from wood gathering outside the walls, and a light snow lay on the ground. It was hard to find sticks and twigs for the small stove that would keep going in each room. Betsy was waiting for me as always so that we could wait through the food line together and her eyes were twinkling. You're looking extraordinarily pleased with yourself, I told her. You know, we've never understood why we had so much freedom in this big room. She said, well, I found out. That afternoon, she said there had been a confusion in her knitting group about sock sizes, and they asked the supervisor to come in and settle it. But she wouldn't. She would not step through the door, and neither would any of the guards. And do you know why? <laughs> Betsy could not keep the triumph from her voice because of the fleas. That's what she said. The place was crawling with fleas. My mind rushed back to our first hour in this place. I remembered Betsy's bowed head, and I remembered her giving thanks to God for creatures I could see no use for. And everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Maybe you're struggling in this season. Maybe you're gone, you've gone through great difficulty. Maybe you're in the middle of a storm. 
be mindful there are other believers that may have gone through greater storms than we have. And yet they've been able to find a way to in everything give thanks. We could turn to Hebrews 13 verse 15. Hebrews 13, then we'll look at two scriptures in Revelation, and then we'll hear from one another. Hebrews 13, verse 15, he says, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Now today we no longer give sacrifices of animals or doves or wheat or barley, but we can still give sacrifices of praise to the Lord our God. What does that look like? The fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Let's turn to Revelation and two portions of scripture here, and we will see that for all of eternity. This is one of those things. It's like the Christians that don't like worshiping or get bored in worship. I got news for you. That's what heaven's all about, is worshiping the Lord. The Christians that don't enjoy reading their Bibles or being in devotional time, guess what heaven's all about? Being with Jesus Christ. And guess what the other thing we're going to be doing for all of eternity? Worshiping, being with Jesus, and giving thanks. Giving thanks. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through 12. He says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with robes, with palm branches in their hands. We see there's no room for racism or trying to divide one another, whether it's political groups or where you've come from or the way you speak or what tribe you're from. In heaven, there'll be all nations, tribes, people, and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Verse 10, it says that they were crying out with a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving. And honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. One final scripture, Revelation 16, verse 17. Sorry, Revelation 11, verse 16 and 17. I knew I had a number missing there. Revelation 11, verse 16 and 17. It says, And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you've taken your great power and reigned. Family, may we have this heart of gratitude and thanksgiving. May we be preparing ourselves for heaven now, not just at Thanksgiving, not just when there's uh, pumpkin spice lattes and pumpkin uh, pie in Publix, but in all seasons, in everything, in the good and bad seasons, may we give thanks. William Barclay, he says, Blessing and that thanksgiving are the one gift that we who have nothing can give to him who possesses everything. It's difficult. Isn't it difficult in Christmas buying presents for certain people? And it's especially difficult buying presents for someone who has everything. They got everything. They don't need anything from me. They're too fancy. They're too bougie. I don't know what to get them. They have everything that they want and need. How much more the creator of heaven and earth, the one that can multiply bread and fish anytime he wants, how much more difficult to find a gift for our Lord and Savior. 
However, when we bless him, when we give that thanksgiving, we are able to give him this gift. He who possesses everything, we're able to bless him with a gift. When we do things for him out of a pure heart, one day we'll be able to have that crown filled with jewels and gold that we'll be able to lay back at his feet. So may we grow in our gratitude, may we grow in our thanksgiving, and generally speaking, we are much more pleasant people to be around when we're in a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving. That person that's always whining, always mopey, always glass half full, is that that pleasant person to be around? Yet that person that's always grateful, always thankful, finding a reason to thank God for the fleas, finding a reason to thank God for the traffic in Miami, finding a reason to thank God for the pouring rain. That person is so joyful to be around. And our flesh loves to throw itself pity parties. I don't know if that's anybody else's favorite party here, right? Oh, I love a good pity party. Earlier today, I was talking with uh, my mom-in-law and Amanda, throwing myself a pity party. Usually, we travel during the season. This year, we stayed put and thinking of, all oh, the crisp air, the mountains, the this, the that. And I started throwing myself a pity party. And then I started studying, and boy, was I convicted right after that. <laughs> in everything, give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So let's throw parties of gratitude and thanksgiving for all that God has done for us. So we'll pray. And then now there's two ushers. They're ready. They got microphones and they want to hear from you. A Bible verse and what you're grateful for and thankful for. Especially the pastors who are here. Some of the SOMers that are here. It's great for the church body to hear from you. And from the little ones as well. We love to hear from you guys what you're thankful for. So we'll pray. And we'll start just being able to pass the mic around. If you take too long, I'll close the service. Because I know there's people that got to go home, got to clean, got to get things ready as well. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that, Lord, only in you and through you can we have that power to give thanks in everything, Lord. In the difficult seasons, God, Lord, I pray for our family who's here, Lord, and they've had a rough year, Lord. Those that today, Lord, they're having a rough season, Lord, even for... Jake and Christy in the hospital right now, Lord. Think of my mom and dad, for Brian and Jessica. Lord, so many within our family, Hector and Vivian, God. So many within our family going through difficulty, and yet we're able to look so much different than this world, Lord. Being able to give thanks and everything. Lord, we know how you've called us, Lord, that we're not to mourn as the world mourns, Lord. Thank you for this great hope that's within us, Lord. The hope of seeing loved ones once again, Lord. The hope of being with you for all of eternity. So, Lord, we pray that you'd bless our time together now, Lord. Pray that we would be able to edify one another and stir one another up, Lord, for love and for good works. So we love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So if you'd like to share, you can raise your hand. The guys with the mics will be walking around. You can say your name. How long you've been coming to church? we got one up here. Adrian, Jade. And you could raise your hand. Even if the mic's going to one person, you could raise your hand. Second usher will find you. So you could say your name and how long you've been coming at Calvary Chapel, Miami. Hello. Wait. Is, is... Yeah, keep talking into the mic. You'll give the sound guys a little second. Hello. Switch mics. Yeah, we'll switch mics. Second mic. Hello. Hello. Okay. Hi. Um, my name is Jade. I've been coming. Actually, my first time was Thanksgiving service of 2019. Wow. Um. And even that just blessed me, like, um, this church. I know everyone says it, but, like, reading, uh, studying the Bible verse by verse. And um, I want to thank God for saving me and for saving my mom this year and saving my sister. And also for bringing my dad back into my life. Um, 
God is faithful and he's working and um, just thankful for um, everything he's done for me and uh, a verse that blessed me this year was Psalm 27, 13 through 14. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. And so for if anyone is going through a trial, um, there's no need to despair when you trust the Lord and you believe that you will see his goodness and um, that he is near um, to the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. Um, so be strong and let your heart take courage and wait for the Lord. And yeah. Anybody else who's next? Praise God from whom all blessing flow. I'm very thankful for the day of Sunday. It was such a beautiful time. I wish uh, we had made a film of the whole thing from beginning to end. But uh, my testimony is about my car. About a month ago when the first flood, um, I was going 14th Street from north from Flagler to 7th Street Northwest, and there was some flood, little flood over there. But when I turned on 7th Street Northwest, my goodness gracious, I say, I cannot back up. What could I do? <laughs> so I tried to go back very slow. But then they come the cars, were in a rush, you know, and they make wave. <laughs> and the fan of my car took the water and put it in the motor, three bleak, Three blocks after my car stopped, I was stopped there about three blocks, three hours. We called a, a AAA that came a guy with batteries. It wasn't the battery. About seven people stopped to try to help me one way or the other. And I was inside my car with a seatbelt on, waiting to be hit by the back and with my hat doing like this so they get away. And then one guy stopped and told me, hey guy, get out of your car, stay over there on the grass. I said, my goodness, I didn't think it. <laughs> I want to perish with the car. <laughs> <laughs> then came the truck. I spent a whole week. I had to take two trucks from AAA with my car, and one uh, lift, not the other one, that you call them and they come and take you. Everybody was open to the gospel. And the guy that took me in the tow truck, his name was Norge, from Cuba. One year and one month here. That guy knew so much about God, and he didn't know the Lord. I say, how could he know so much about God coming from Cuba? I mean, the guy was ripe. And I just did like that, and he fall in the hands of the Lord. About three people prayed to receive Jesus. People share the word. People are open, and they are finding out that the end of all things is at hand. But whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God provide me with the money, with the fixing of the car, and it's better than ever. Praise the Lord. The only thing that's been on my mind in the past, like, three months, I would say, is, like, 
is I've been trying to apply for a job everywhere, but like they haven't been hi hiring. I recently was to go to like McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell, Publix, all those things. Like they say they're not hiring, they're not hiring, they're not hiring. But hopefully I'll find one eventually, but I don't really know if this happens for like a good reason or not. I'm 20 years old, I've never had a job before by the way, but like it's been really, really, really hard for me to find a job. Every single thing I can imagine, like the, the, every single thing on the list of places I've been applying to, they're all done hiring, all of them are done hiring. So I'll find it one day though. Awesome. I'm, I'm grateful this microphone works. Um, man, there's a lot to be grateful for, just even in thinking of all that God has done throughout the year. Um, and um, I'm grateful for the Lord's faithfulness. I'm grateful that he's taken care of every need and challenge. Um, I'm grateful for the privilege of serving the Lord and how the Lord um, uses. I mean, it's, it's almost like as you're doing the work of what he's called you to do, or what he's put in front of you, he's changing your heart. And I'm grateful for that. Um, sometimes I don't even recognize the ways my heart needs to change. So, man, God is so patient. I'm grateful for my wife. She's a well of endless inspiration. And uh, so I'm glad to be married to her because I can just um, forget about the need for that. So, um, and I'm grateful for my kids. And um, I'm, I'm mostly grateful just for everything that the Lord's done. You know, and I'm grateful for this church. Hi, my name is Matt. I've been coming here just about my whole life. Um, the verse that I want to share with you is in Haggai. Let me pull it up here. Chapter 2, verse 4, it says, Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. That's just the verse the Lord has given Amy and I just for this next season of life. Um, so I'm really blessed for my wife that's working tonight. I'm really blessed for just the provision um, this past year and all the things the Lord has blessed us with. Um, I'm really thankful that the Lord is with us through everything through the busy seasons, through the calm seasons, um, and I'm really thankful just for this past year, um, being able to just gain new friends through young adults um, and youth group. It's been such a blessing there, um, and just all the work that the Lord's doing in the church, how he's growing it, um, the family that he's given us, so grateful for that. Good evening, family. My name is Amanda. I've been coming here for about 20 years now. And um, the verse that I want to share is 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verse 19 says, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and our joy. And this year, I'm so grateful for this verse and the perspective of serving uh, I have the blessing and privilege of serving in the worship and uh, getting to see you all every week worship is such a privilege and such an honor. But when I read this verse and it said, um, aren't you our hope, our joy, our crown of rejoicing in the presence of, the, of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming, to think that because of being able to serve you, being able to pour into the young adults, I think of my LHM students, one day when I'm in heaven, when we are all in heaven before our Lord Jesus, my joy is not just that I get to be there, but that I get to be there with you all, that I get to see you all stand before him. Um, you are our glory and our joy. I know that I can say that. I know my husband can say that. It's such a privilege to serve you. I know I, I shared this verse last year at the ladies retreat, but 
this year it just means so much more even thinking about his coming which i pray will be very soon and um, being able to stand there with one another yes the awe and the wonder of standing before our lord but being able to do it together to look at one another to remember the times of worship that we've had here um, even though I know they'll pale in comparison to there, what a sweet taste of heaven we have. And I know that I have every time I get to worship with you all. And so thank you. You are such a blessing to me, to my family. You are our glory and our joy. So thank you. Greetings from Pastor Jim <laughs> in the church. I've been coming here on and off. Uh, my name is Randy for give or take 10 years. Um, my son Joey is uh, he's a assistant pastor here, and my testimony could probably last till next Thanksgiving, but I'll make this I'll condense this. Um, in nineteen ninety two, August twenty fourth, Joey it was one day before his one year old birthday, and we lost everything in Hurricane Andrew. I just come off my first tour of duty in the military. And we had a two-bedroom, one-little-bath trailer down south, and it was—it looked like a bomb had destroyed it. And uh, I shook my fist to God, and I said, why? Why did this happen to me? I've done everything that I know. I was raised Catholic in the Catholic Church. And two years later, jumping forward, I had to find a little nursery to take care of him. We had moved, relocated to Miramar, a little place called Bible Baptist, and one of my assignments in a Bible study was to uh, learn a scripture. It is the first scripture. I have this in my wallet for 28 years. This is the first time that I'm going to give this testimony. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. I know there's a living God. He's had his arms around me for 63 years. Many times I have scathed death. You know my test of my life, Zach. And uh, my son lives. It's in his veins for Christ. It's in his DNA. He has a beautiful family, a loving family, a loving wife. And I stand here today to say there is a living God. So you may be that vessel, and you may not even know it. But don't pass the chance, and there is a living God. Thank you. You got Perianne and then Navila. Going first. Um, I hope Dave doesn't mind. Um. <laughs> he doesn't have a choice now, so it's okay. <laughs> yes, there is a living God, and He hears our prayers. And I just wanted to share. Um, Earlier, a few months ago, Dave had a routine exam, and um, it turned out that um, they discovered that he had cancer cells, and they removed them, and it turned out to be a type of lymphoma. So just that, you know, was kind of scary, but there was a peace about it all because we prayed, and we are so blessed to be a part of a family that prays. And I just, when we were getting out of the car here today, we had talked about, I had said, there is no place like this anywhere. Not here. I mean, in heaven, yes. But here, this is the closest I think we'll get. This has been the most amazing experience. God has answered prayer. Um, Dave had his PET scan and they couldn't find anything. We have a few more tests to go. Yeah. But I know that God hears our prayers, and he heals us, and he takes care of us. And we are so thankful for this church and for the family that we have here. And, and even um, Dave prayed for the caretakers. We pray for the caretakers, and the doctors were so good that they even called him to tell him so he wouldn't have to go for another weekend, that the PET skin was clean. And then even his podiatrist calls to see how he's doing and how the results turn out. It's like God touches everyone through, through prayer. And so um, I also wanted the, I'm going to, it was this morning in, on God's Way Radio where it was um, 
Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And we don't want because what we have is more than we could ask or imagine. And even in the last verse that a caller shared was, um, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And we just thank God for this church, this house, for healing and for answered prayers by the living God. Amen. Amen. Good evening, family. Uh, George, just uh, I'm thankful, uh, very thankful in a different way this year for my family. Uh, you know, the word says uh, every good and perfect gift comes from our Father from above, from lights. And just been thinking about my family. I'm just truly grateful, blessed with all our imperfections, starting with me. We're blessed, man. We're blessed family. And also been thinking about us, the, the church family, and uh, the work that God is doing here. Just blessed to be part of it. And uh, God is doing something very special. And uh, the verse that I've been thinking about all day is First Chronicles 16.34, uh, where it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he's good. And his mercy endures forever. And I was just thinking uh, this whole past year, how many times I've wavered in trust. As Pastor Zach was saying, when we have anxiety, how many times have I wavered? It's quite often in my faith and in my trust in him. Yet his love and his, love and his mercy endures forever. He's not going to change just because I waver. And I thank the Lord for that, that we can uh, just uh, put all our weight on him. Uh, and when we fail, he does not. Amen. 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 We got time for about one or two more. So. I'm going to make it short because I know we got a, a lot of things going on. You guys know me here at the church, but my background, I give glory to God. Why? Because I was one of the famous DJs back in the days in the clubs, and um, I was making 1500 a night. And the lady told me... Um, you, you, I will not find a DJ like you, professional, on time. You had all the quality. But through an old man, not this church, another church, but praise the Lord that took him five years pounding in my head. And one day he was sweeping by the sidewalk. It was five, about six in the morning. I was getting out of the clubs, and he tells me, where are you going? I'm going home, man. It's tired. And why am I turning this block? I don't live here. Well, God wants to speak to you. No, he doesn't. My, the bed wants to speak to me. Not God. <laughs> and he goes, do you know where you die when you, where you're going? I don't care, man. I just want to go home and rest. I'm tired. Leave me alone. And took five years pounding me in my head. <laughs> and to one day, sat with the lady at the club. I told her, with all due respect, you have to find another DJ. No, you can't leave. You can't leave. I'm leaving. What happened? He said, I found somebody by the name of Jesus. <laughs> he said, wait a minute. I'm coming right back. She comes back and she tells me, how much do I pay you? $1,500. I'll pay you $2,000 if you stay. It ain't happening. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be here for three or four days until you find a DJ. She brought her DJ from uh, New York. And she tells me, whenever you want to come back, my doors are open. I don't think so. Hmm. You know, and I gave glory to God because it took that five years of that old man pounding in my head till I came to my senses. And I understood what God is. What God is. And my verse was John 3.16. Hmm. You all know it's simple. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that who shall ever believe in me will not perish but have everlasting life. And people say, but why'd you dress up with those little kangaroo hat? And I go, oh, I got a story about Jesus Christ, the new creator king on the mic, the man that will never die, keeping everybody just satisfied, because with the rhyme, he will blow your mind and watch it, he will strike at any time. So I told the devil to step on back and just relax before you get yourself a heart attack. Uh, we got one more. 
Hi, my name is Levi. Um, so the verse I wanted to share was in Hebrews 13, well, Hebrews 12, 28 through 13, verse 1. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Let brotherly love continue. Um, and I'm just thankful for my friends and family that God has given me. Awesome. Hi, my name is Samuel, and I'm thankful for my family and friends. Awesome. Awesome, family. Well, if the worship team can make their way up, I encourage you, maybe you didn't get a chance to share tonight. Tomorrow, if you got your family, you can share with them. That's what this is to do, is to stoke that desire in each and every one of us to be able to spend that time in Thanksgiving, not just about the turkey, uh, not just watching football, not just sleeping, different things like that, uh, but to truly give thanks to the Lord. So, hey, let's all stand, and we'll close in prayer, and we'll close in worship. Lord, we thank you for your goodness towards us, God. Lord, what a mighty God you are, Lord, whether it was five years of our stubbornness, Lord, for many of us it's been even longer, Lord, and yet your grace and your mercy was new every morning. Lord, we pray that you'd be with us here tonight, Lord, and the rest of this week, Lord. Help us to take advantage of uh, the days off that we have, Lord, and help us to be a light in a dark place, God. Uh, for those of us that are going to be with unbelieving family members, Lord, help us to be a light in the darkness. Help us to be the salt and light. And Lord, remind us that it is your kindness that leads us to repentance, Lord. So just give us that perfect balance and sharing the gospel and being loving and just being there, Lord, for our family and friends. We love you. We thank you, Jesus. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Hey, the pastors are up front after we close in song. If you need prayer, there'll be pastors up front, uh, especially if you don't have anywhere to go tomorrow, come up front.